0: A reminder to our insurance brokers that this episode is eligible for half a CPD point from Neva. Stay tuned until the end of the episode for details on where you can go to generate your CPD certificate. Hi, and welcome to NTI Spotlight. In this episode, we revisit a recent NTI webinar session on mental health and wellbeing in the Australian road transport, warehousing and logistics industries. This is an important issue and our guests on the day shared details on work that's currently underway to make support and resources more available to those who may be struggling with their mental health and physical wellbeing. Our presenters for the session were Tony Clark, CEO of NTI, Naomi Frauenfelder, CEO of Healthy Heads in Trucks and Sheds, and Dr. Sarah Jones, Director of Driven, Strategy and Policy Solutions. As CEO of NTI, Tony Clark is passionate about continuing NTI's innovation and leadership in industry. This includes partnering with various industry associations and organisations, like Healthy Heads in Trucks and Sheds, to support and advocate for Australian industry and its people. Naomi Frauenfelder, CEO of Healthy Heads in Trucks and Sheds, has dedicated her career to uniting industries behind significant causes such as mental health. Her work has focused on providing individuals and organisations with the resources they need to face challenges head-on, and on creating cultures of care and support. Dr. Sarah Jones is an internationally recognised expert on road safety, compliance and enforcement. She has a particular interest in the relationship between mental health and safety. Dr. Jones is an accredited mental health officer and recognised expert on the issue of suicide by truck. We hope you enjoy this episode and take away some valuable insights into how we can all work together to improve mental health and well-being in the transport and logistics industries.
1: And welcome everyone, Tony Clark, CEO of National Transport Insurance. Delighted to be here and as you can see from the quality of my co-presenters, this is going to be a fantastic couple of sessions and really informative and very high quality. And then you also have me, so welcome. So what I suppose I'd like to contribute is a little bit about our involvement and how we and why we got involved in Healthy Heads and Trucks and Sheds. And the basics around the industry, and that is both transport, warehousing, logistics, plant and equipment operators, is that it is a very dangerous job. It is in the most dangerous jobs in the country or is the most dangerous jobs in the country. And not only that, but they've had to really um, step up to the plate over the last couple of years during COVID which has put additional pressures on all of these people, all of your customers that are involved in the supply chain, who would have thought that now that everyone in Australia understands what supply chain actually stands for. And I think we should be very grateful to what all of our operators out there have done, all of your customers have done over this time. So NTI's involvement, we really reflected on our purpose a few years ago, and it's a really simple one. We wanna make you safer and more sustainable. And when we say you, we mean it's you, our staff, NTI staff, we want to make sure we have a great company that continues to be able to employ and pay them and keep them safe. We want to keep our broker partners safe also by offering the right products, offering risk management solutions, making sure that you don't get caught out with an inappropriate product for your customers in the industry. And also, how do we make the industry safer? So that's been NTI's long term commitment to safety in the industry, whether it's through our National Transport Accident Research Centre and our major crash report, which is now in its 15th year. And this year has been a great year to reflect through that report on the improvement in the industry as far as safety goes. And people don't tend to recognise that at times, that all through this period of time over the last 15 years, the industry has continued to focus on trying to make it as safe as it possibly can. And at Intel, we're really proud to be able to contribute to that. And anyone who's heard Adam Gibson speak would know that he speaks with great passion about that. And also through this session, you know, we hopefully you'll take away a pathway that you can take as trusted advisors to your customers and talk to them about the opportunity that really Healthy Heads in Trucks and Sheds offers you to be able to have a deeper discussion with your customers and hopefully help them on a pathway to having a deeper conversation with their employees about how they can not only raise the awareness, but give them pathways as to how they can address the issues that come with what is really a very high stress job, as we know. So join us on this journey and Naomi and Dr. Sarah Jones will have some really strong details on that. So just a bit of a story about how Accident Assist starts. You know, it's a 24 by 7 access to for operators to call no matter where they have accidents around Australia. But the important thing about it, when we started it, it wasn't about just having a 24 by 7 call centre. We want to actually offer benefits to people at the side of the road or when they're in most need after they've had a traumatic incident. So the story originally, we got a call, we were sitting around the office in where we started in Springwood in Queensland and from an op owner. And he'd lost contact with the truck driver, and the truck driver was a car carrier who' unfortunately had an accident with a car. and unfortunately, the car had actually caught on fire. So it was a particularly traumatic incident, and he couldn't find his driver. And through our contacts in the industry, we were able to find out that the chaser, as they were known in those days, hopefully they're not chasers these days running around the sides of on the on the roads, but they're more customer service consultants. And we found him, and he'd been he looked after the driver but put him in a motel room by himself. And in this case, he was fine. But when we thought through that and sort of unpacked what had happened, we thought how traumatic that could be for that person to be sitting there and have nobody to talk to possibly. Could have been out of phone range. You know, It could have been a whole range of scenarios that could have happened at that time. So that's when we started the idea of trauma counselling at the site of an accident to give people somebody professional to talk to. Not just the family or not just the stresses maybe of what the family may be going through at that time, but a professional to talk to. And it's um, surprising how many is out there take an opportunity to use that service. Besides that, offering medical assistance at the time and also then post-trauma counselling. So we've done things like if a small business or a medium-sized business has been impacted and quite often those drivers, as you know, or people that work in warehouses or others, almost part of the family. So how can we help them with trauma counseling services, some simple over the phone ones to start with and really set them on the path of advising how they can deal with those circumstances. So that's been a really important part of development of Accident Assist over time and something we're we're really, really proud of. Thanks, Farrah. So NTI, we're a founding partner with Healthy Heads and Trucks and Sheds. We're really proud of that partnership. We take our involvement with people really seriously. So, over a long period of time, we've always gauged the engagement of our people. Now, that's only one measure of how you're traveling as a business, but we've always been sort of a reasonably appreciated company, quite high scores as far as engagement go. But then we were we were challenged with, okay, well, you, you're doing very well, but how do you get better? How do you go from sort of being good to great? And that's when we started taking our engagement surveys as a real Challenge to ourselves as to what we wanted to do with our people to improve NTI as an employer. So over that time, we we've really tried to turn what I call a bit of a soft skill into a hard skill where we train our leaders, we embed the process, we embed the, we treat it as a project in our organisation. And we don't promise everything that somebody might want from an organisation, but what we at least promise to do is to have the conversation with people about what will make this a better place to work and how we can keep improving NTI, keeping doing the good things we do, and how can we address the other things we do? And that isn't always about saying yes. It's just about having the conversation and answering the question honestly and giving your people the skills to have those conversations. So what's that got to do with mental health? Well, a lot. Since then, we've extended that through our partnership with Healthy Heads and Trucks and Sheds, and we've really taken ownership and taken on board how we can take our engagement journey and all the things involved in that to the next level. And now we've implemented a program with Healthy Heads called Healthy Heads NTI. So the roadmap you'll see today isn't just something that we're purporting to use. It's something we actually are using and are embedding in our organization so that we can understand far better where our people are at any point in time as far as how they're feeling about the company and also how they're feeling about themselves within our organisation and it's amazing the amount of times that you'll get people bring up things that nobody would have had any idea about if you hadn't have done these things and you'll hear about things today like mental health first aid training and other tools that are, can be available to your people which we have many many people now train in those tools and they do get used particularly what's happened over the last two years, what's happening at the moment when we're so busy, it's so hard to get people to start with. If we don't look after our people, we're going to find it even harder in that space. So we've made a multi-year commitment to healthy heads and trucks and sheds. And luckily they found a fantastic CEO in Naomi who's really driving that. But I encourage you to listen. I encourage you to understand the opportunity this could create. Again, for you to connect with your customers at a deeper level, And really help them in their businesses. We really want to get this out to the SME businesses too. It's definitely not all about the big end of town. How can you help us get this program out to the SMEs out there and really help them improve their engagement with their staff and understanding more about how they can notice changes that will make a a difference. Thank you for listening to my stories. And So
2: thank you very much for the background, Tony.
1: I look forward to catching up with you all around the tracks. Thanks, Farrah.
2: Thank you. Would you like to keep going, Naomi? Sure thing. So I'll now expand on a few of the things that Tony's given us some insights into. And I'm assuming that there might be a number of you out there that have heard of Healthy Heads but don't know much about it or may not have heard about us at all. So this is a really great opportunity. So by way of background, Healthy Heads was formed and launched in August 2020, so right in the midst of COVID, and basically in response to senior leadership across industry, wanting to start to address the physical and mental health challenges faced by people working in road transport, warehousing and logistics at a very national level. So sort of different companies were doing different things because the issues were becoming so prevalent. But really, this was about taking a very holistic, cohesive national approach in addressing the issues with a dedicated not-for-profit being healthy heads to start to take on the issues and create healthy and thriving workplaces. So basically it's around improving physical and mental health. We do industry-specific mental health training. Tony mentioned mental health first aid. We've got a number of different courses that are on our website that are from the mental health and suicide prevention sector that we tailor to our industry. And finally it's looking at standards and sort of you know with the great model we have of federation and differences across state borders it's what can be sort of harmonized and national and so on the next slide we've got the the statistics i mentioned so basically the road transport postal and warehousing sector is ranked 19 out of 19 in australia for being for, for mental health and wellbeing in the workplace so literally the worst sector the general stat is that one in five people experience a mental health challenge at some point in their lives, but in our industries, closer to one and two at 48%. And what's probably worse is 38% of the people who do experience mental health challenge say their workplace caused it or made it worse. 70% of truck drivers don't meet health and balanced diet guidelines, less than half are physically fit, of truck drivers experience loneliness and then we've got about one in four people looking to exit the industry and considering the skills shortages we're already experiencing this is all all not, not great but that is why Healthy Heads has been established to take on and address these statistics and try to drive an improvement against them. Tony mentioned a bit about how we were founded. So basically we've got seven founding partners that you can see listed there, Australia Post, Coles and Woolies, Fox, and Toll, Rumpinamore Transport and Cube. Basically, so Paul Graham, who is our chair, he's at Australia Post now, but was at Woolworths a few years ago now when he started the charge to establish Healthy Heads. And he brought together, obviously, your traditional competitors and sort of convinced them all to work together for the betterment of industry. We then opened it up to foundation partners. You can see them listed there. And NTI, as Tony mentioned, was one of the first to come on board with a multi-year deal, which was very important for us in terms of the sort of the seed funding and getting up and running. And the foundation partners also work closely with us sort of to deliver programs and projects. So we were often meeting with members of Tony's team to look at what more can be done in the space and how NTI can assist us. In getting the word out. Mark Parry, who's the MD of Ron Finmore Transport, is our deputy chair. And then the seven founding member companies are represented, as well as having a couple of independents. And Lindsay Fox is our patron. So basically, everything we do at Healthy Heads is around awareness, support, and advocacy. Being a very male dominated and aging workforce, it's going to take us a Quite a while to really reduce the stigma around mental health. So this sort of remains front and center for us in our work program for the long term and part of this is building mental mental health literacy through education. so giving people the knowledge and the skills and confidence to actually be able to have these conversations. Our support is around industry specific resources. So I mentioned the training program. so we've got a training working group that pilots different courses and tailors them to industry. And finally, advocacy. So I mentioned we're ranked 19 out of 19 sectors for being mentally healthy. So we're doing some work around evidencing and profiling the needs of the sector, as well as advocating for solutions. So not just sort of saying we've got a problem, we need money. We're actually looking at what could be done and then seek funding for that. And so I'll just touch on a few of our key projects. So the first one is the Healthy Heads Show. So this is our face-to-face on the road activation. So this only launched in February this year. So it was really our first opportunity to get up there and engage directly with key audiences. So basically our little blue truck travels around the country. It's about to head into the Pilbara in WA. We were aiming on delivering 18 events this year, but it's closer to 24, 25. And really, it's a chance to speak to truck drivers and warehousing teams at different events. So being at, we do a lot with BP service centres as they're a major partner of ours, as well as fusion centres, industry events. And basically, it's a chance to connect, have conversations, hand out mental health resources and spruce some of the, the resources that we have that are available for industry. So, I mentioned our work around advocacy and advocating for solutions. And basically, I'm sure many of you that are listening are very familiar with the, the issues around heavy vehicle rest areas in terms of the lack in number as well as the lack of amenities at these rest areas. So, we've just a project that, and we've done a proof of concept study and literature review to sort of understand what exists on the topic and what more could be done. And so this I think this is going to be a sort of long-term project. It's been a problem for industry basically forever, but I guess the difference now is we've got the private sector showing interest. So this proof-of-concept study was actually funded by Goodman Group through their foundation. So there's there's a bit of a change in the landscape and lots of work to be done, but it's also, yeah, this would, I think, drastically improve the workplace for truck drivers so watch this space, as Tony mentioned, in when you're sort of working with your customers, there's there's so many companies across industry that may not be aware of us yet. So there's 53,000 tracking companies in Australia and we're not sort of necessarily reaching a lot of them and so that people aren't aware of what exists to support them. So you can sign up for membership on our website for free and get access to those resources. And then these are a few things that you can do to help. So you can be adding information about Healthy Heads on your website, encouraging participation in R okay Trucks and Sheds. There's lots of awesome campaign material that you can download and share. We've got Toolbox Tour. We've got the roadmap that Tony mentioned, guidelines, handbooks and the app. So there's... Basically, we're calling on you to help us in spreading the message. There's lots available on our website or we can provide to you. So this is really, get so much has been developed for industry over the last couple of years. And our biggest challenge with the scale of the industry is getting it out there. So really sort of asking you all to get on board and assist us in sharing the message. And that's the end. So, just before Dr. Sarah starts her section, I'm going to stop sharing and reshare. And there we go.
3: Thank you, Farag. Good morning, good afternoon, everybody. I'm delighted to be here. And I'm going to be talking about the mental health perspective for truck drivers. And I'd like to start by showing you a brief video. The screen is divided in two the screen where you can see that silver vehicle. I want you to keep your eyes on that. Could you play it for me, please? But that's a typical workplace for a truck driver. And the question I pose to you is, what would it do to your headspace if that was a typical workday? can lead to all kinds of issues, mental and physical, hypervigilance, which itself has ongoing chronic health implications. At the opposite end of the spectrum, it can lead to a almost enforced complacency as a way of managing that stress. So the point that I I really want to make here is that doing things in the workplace to promote mental health and emotional well-being is not an ancillary nice to have. It's actually essential if you care about safe outcomes in the industry, and I think most people do. The video I've just showed you highlights a typical occupational hazard. But no human being goes through life cheated from trouble. And what we know, there's an increasing body of evidence that suggests there's a direct relationship between stress, emotional trauma, and on-road outcomes. I'm just going to talk you through a few of those. We know, for example, that financial issues lead to higher crash risk. We know that heightened stress due to life events is correlated with at fault crashes. And this one always really hits me. Any individual undergoing divorce or separation, their crash risk increases 440%. Now for some time, it wasn't quite understood why that relationship existed. But we think now it has to do with impact on peripheral vision. So you may have experienced this yourself. When you're really obsessing on something, as one tends to do when going through something painful, difficult and life-changing, you can experience that tunnel vision effect. So quite literally, that kind of stress cuts off access to peripheral vision. So an individual who's in a truck or a van going through that has a lesser capacity to notice what's in their periphery, hence the poorer on-road outcomes. We also know that heavy vehicle drivers who are diagnosed with depression are almost seven times more likely to be involved in a crash than people not experiencing depression. My personal view is that all of us along the supply chain have responsibility to manage the occupational hazards that impact mental health. Naomi spoke to the startling statistics about our industry. I mean, 19 out of 19 on the league table Nobody wants to be there. But truck drivers have a 13-fold higher risk of dying at work than other Australian workers. They're faced with the cumulative effects of fatigue, which over a couple of decades in industry, lead one to have considerably greater risk of hypertension, angina, cardiovascular issues. Now, I want to touch on the issue of suicide by truck. And when I say suicide by truck, I mean the phenomenon whereby a light vehicle driver or a pedestrian intentionally places themselves in the oncoming path of a heavy vehicle with the intent of ending their lives. This is a real and present occupational hazard for people in our industry. Toll Group have spoken publicly about their experience of this. One in five of their on road fatalities is as a result of suicide by truck. Adam Gibson from NTI, his statistics suggest that about 38% of large losses that NTI records are coded, are correlated with suicide. This is an extraordinarily large risk that is not receiving a public policy response. Naomi also touched on the phenomena of loneliness. So for long-distance drivers, tackling isolation and disconnection is an omnipresent issue. I'll always remember a driver made a remark to me about the trip that he did regularly between Sydney and Melbourne. And he said, Sarah, I can leave Melbourne with a splinter. By the time I get to Sydney, I'm convinced it's a heart attack. Just that experience of being alone in a confined space with one's thoughts. Now I want to emphasize, these aren't easy topics. I'm assuming that most of us on this call, we're not trained psychologists. We don't have the skill set or the expertise to directly intervene in assisting somebody with these kinds of issues. But what we can do is develop the capacity to recognize that they exist, to cultivate a mental health literacy within the workplace. And most importantly, I want to emphasize that EQ matters. If you want to meaningfully engage with these kinds of topics, you have to come to them respectfully, sensitively, with a deep sense of compassion and with the literacy to meaningfully engage. Now, I don't know about you, but not once have I been asked in a job interview about my capacity or ability to meaningfully engage in these kinds of topics. they have been asked about my technical capacity, my ability to influence people. But generally speaking, EQ is glossed over or assumed, particularly, I think, in our industry. So I want to round out this very brief introduction to the topic by suggesting ways in which the Healthy Heads and Trucks and Sheds framework can help you cultivate the literacy that's required here. And I'll focus just on one of the seven strategies, being building leadership capacity. So first of all, within a workplace, I think it's really important to think through what you recruit for, and to make sure that you are recruiting people who have the capacity to have these difficult conversations, because it's not a skill set that everybody is endowed with. Secondly, there's a quote that Zoomers use, which I really like. You can't be it if you can't see it which is this idea that visible representation is really important. I have rarely, if ever, heard a senior leader be candid about their mental health struggles. The courage to be vulnerable, I think, is vital in leadership. I'm going to be very candid with you. I was diagnosed with severe depression at 15. It's been an ongoing battle in my life. But I like to think that having a rewarding career, having a leadership role, and battling mental health issues are not antithetical. I think mental health first aid accreditation is really important. Having senior leaders who devote the time to going out and getting this certificate, getting these skills, sets a really important message in organisations that if senior leaders are prioritising this, then it's important. Going back to the topic of suicide by truck, there's an old cliche that forewarned is forearmed. I think we can do better as an industry about being candid with truck drivers and the people that support them about occupational risk. If someone explains to you what post-traumatic stress disorder looks like and the kinds of emotions and responses you are likely to have in the face of this very traumatic experience, and let's not forget that. In most instances of suicide by truck, the truck driver is the first responder. Situating people in that context, letting them know that it's a risk, I think helps people in the eventuality that it does occur. Normalise the conversation. Initiatives like Are You OK Day are terrific, and I fully support them, but it's not enough to have that conversation once a year. If you start cultivating that literacy in a workplace on a daily basis, be it through toolbox talks or safety shares, it normalises the conversation, makes it less awkward. Now, I in no way wish to minimise the very real trauma that the pandemic has caused people. But in a strange way, I think it has done us something of a favour. I've noticed that because of the pandemic, within workplaces, we seem more open to that kind of candour that that talks about how people are tracking mentally and, and emotionally. I think it's made the workplace a little more human. I think it's really important that when we conduct safety investigations, we're not just asking questions about speed, impairment by fatigue, mechanical defects, traffic conditions, et cetera, but that we're probing for the emotional and psychological factors that might have been at play. I can't tell you the number of times I've seen a safety report that says driver was compliant with their hours of work and rest, therefore fatigue, impairment by fatigue was not a factor. Well, no, you can be perfectly compliant with those rules and still be impaired by fatigue. What might be causing that? In some instances, it's something entirely predictable. Like, for example, there's a newborn baby in the house. It's disrupting the sleep patterns of everyone in the household. It's somebody's returned from extended leave. Their body hasn't yet acclimatised to the rhythms of that particular work. So when doing safety investigations, probe for those kinds of things. And finally, and this is so vitally important, refer on. Healthy heads in trucks and sheds is about cultivating the literacy around these topics and making it okay for people to disclose that there's potentially a problem. But most of us are not equipped to deliver the intervention that that person might need. So make sure that in the workplace, there is a process to refer people on, whether that be to in-house EAP, to psychological services, to trauma counselling, like the service that that Tony referred to earlier. So these are just some suggestions against one of the seven workplace strategies. And I hope that there's something in there that you can take away with you. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of our presentation today. Please feel free, as always, to post any questions that you might have in the Q&A box. There's You know, I'm sure if you can't think of one now, you can always email webinar at nti.com.au and we will treat the question confidentially if it requires as well. So please be aware of that. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you, of course, to our wonderful, wonderful hosts who have taken time out of their busy schedules to deliver this session.
2: As I said, please feel free to ask any questions that you might have, but otherwise
0: enjoy the rest of your day thanks again for listening to NTI Spotlight. For insurance brokers looking to generate a CPD certificate for this episode, please visit partner.nti.com.au forward slash mental health podcast. That URL again is partner.nti.com.au forward slash mental health podcast.